Hey Manifestors, this is Montego Knights, the only Manifest podcast hosted by the actual passengers of Montego 828. Hi, I'm Terrence Chen. And I'm Brandy Larkin. And we have a special guest today, Brandon Schrammel, who plays Agent Jansen on Manifest. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm doing great. Thanks right. for being here with us today. We appreciate you coming in. Well, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. All right. So, episode 114, Upgrade. Uh, so, what do you guys think of the episode off the, off the top? Um, I, I mean, for huge, I thought it was a good episode. Um, I don't think it quite had the clout of 13, four, or, uh, 12, 13, and 14. Wait, mean, 11, 11, 12, 12 and 13. I'll get it right, guys. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. Um, 11, 12, and 13. Um, I think those were some high points, um, but I still think it was powering forward and it gave us some good information. Uh, I mean, episode 12 was like really great. Yeah. <laughs> the major's appearance, but I'm biased. Uh, no, I, I, th- I thought 14 was was great. And it, uh, it's really moving the story into a, a big climactic yeah. end, I think. Yeah, I think we're in for it. I think in the realm of uh, kind of cliffhangers, the next episode, episode 14 takes the cake. <laughs> But uh, yep. yeah, yeah, I think that, that was quite a quite an end to that episode. Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't expecting it, and I about came off the couch. So. <laughs> I, I, a lot of my family was like, yeah, I, I jumped out of my yeah, yeah. I was like, this isn't this wasn't the genre I signed up for. <laughs> but, you know, okay, <laughs> sure. Let's but, add one more thing to the pile. Yeah, but we will get to that later. Uh, so episode 14 mm-hmm. opens on uh, we open on the calling right. Um, I think actually technically it's Michaela and Zeke right. uh, coming back home um, right. from their time in the woods. Um, they, you know, Zeke finally decides to come back and Michaela convinces right. him right. to stay with her because, well, where else are you going to go? That's also, I, I will say, inviting a complete stranger you met in the woods into your apartment. Big leap of faith. <laughs> uh, it's not something that I would do. I mean, I guess she survived the, fir- the three days that they were there or so, right? So... She's really in tune with the callings. I yeah. think she really <laughs> trusts those callings. So I, I, <laughs> she knows something we don't. Yeah. yeah. If I find a petroglyph on the wall, I guess I like it's a sign that you can just come into my. Yeah, apartment. you might as well marry <laughs> yeah. her. Yeah. I mean, at that point. Uh, <laughs> I, it, it was funny because I was like, oh, okay, and I, I thought that they were setting up like, oh, Jared comes to the apartment, like, who's this guy? <laughs> but. They push that, maybe they kick that can a little bit down the road, so yeah. we'll, we'll see what comes I mean, out. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. I know she loves Jared, but I mean, I could see something going down. Right. There's a relationship there. Yeah, a lot of people think they're cute together. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I do feel like that calling thing, if I think she gets more involved and invested in the callings, that connection is, you know, and it seems like Michaela is the person that's really believing in those. Right, mm-hmm. and if that connection gets stronger and stronger, I wonder if that's going to override her feelings for Jared. Right, which kind of you know, and yes, that's very very set in the universe. It's very set, and it's established that they have very deep feelings for each other. But I do wonder whether she would put her faith in that, or whether she would believe in the callings and how she's drawn to Zeke. Mm-hmm. But you know, we don't touch on that's that for now. the future. Yeah, but hopefully we'll see. Right, I wouldn't put it past him. Fascinating right. inner turmoil there. Exactly, it'd be nice. But anyways, uh, so Zeke and Michaela are shacking up. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Yeah. Looks quotation marks. Um, but yeah, from there we move on to basically the Church of the Resurrection. Right. Um, with Adrian and uh, talking amongst his people. <laughs> uh, those, I think those we're gonna start seeing more and more of that. I think that's gonna be uh, they're really gonna become more ingrained within the storyline the next two episodes. And uh, they seem to be uh, certainly a, a current right. in the storyline. And I'm actually really surprised they waited till this late in the season to bring I would that agree. up, right? Because let's be honest, if if that actually happened in the real world, that would be happening literally like the, the two next days day. yeah, two days after they came back. Like, oh, welcome back. By the way, what's your powers? Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, but you know one of those passages would be like, well, I am the next coming. So. This is true. <laughs> I'm the one. <laughs> well, sometimes those things, those movements, take a little traction to get right. going. So, you know, maybe. And I, th- I think they hadn't found the right uh, leader, the right push. And <laughs> with Adrian, they had found that. Yeah. yeah. No, you might be right. He was, he was their one for sure. And yeah. I will say it was really, really funny seeing some of our, uh, our passengers up on that mural. Yeah. That was incredible. Uh, Bo Pearson, we're talking <laughs> to you right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, seeing someone's face up on there, it's and. I think it's really interesting where 
and maybe you guys can you guys can fill me in on this, but from what I gathered, it felt like Adrian. Um, was I wasn't sure if he was scamming them, mm-hmm. or if he was an actual believer. Right? No, I think it was kind of a perfect storm. I really do think that he's looking for ground to grab. Um, you know, I think he's trying to make sense of it all. And he might have just been a little off to start with, and it was all it took. You right. know, I, I don't necessarily see you know any financial gain. Well, they ha- that's they, what you mean. They have the collection basket at the end, right? True, yeah. as do all churches. Right. Well, you got to pay the rent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so maybe yeah. a storefront, but it you know it's right. still in New York it's, City. Or that's right. So. Rent ain't cheap. Right. Yeah, but I, I kind of I, I wonder if because if you remember, he sh- I think he first shows up in episode ten when they're in the manor. And yes. he's and he's in that circle, and he's like, I just want to get get my life back. Mm-hmm. That seems like a very divergent worldview. You know what I mean? As opposed to, I just want my life back versus I'm going to be the head of a right. Order. It also seems like a very quick jump from I want my life back to Hey, now I uh, own and operate a church. Right. Yeah. Well, I, when you're lost, sometimes in life, sometimes it just these certain things happen in a place, <laughs> and what he randomly bumped into. Some people on the street that were basically saw him as a god or right. something like that, and so I think he got the idea. He's like, "Well, these, and he said he these callings are happening, but yeah. not for me. Maybe this is my calling." Right, absolutely. Because if you remember, he also said, "You know, I came home to no one and to nothing. Right. So maybe this is him trying to find ground and stabilize himself and to have that sense of community." Or maybe he just has no idea what the hell he's doing. <laughs> That's. I think. Let's be honest. If there's any, if there's anything that you guys know about me from this podcast is I would be the one starting that church if that actually happened in real life. Yeah. So, but I would be in it for the money, guys. I'm letting you guys know. Do not follow me into anything. Um, I, I do like how how much bigger his face was. Yes. On the poster than yes. the other. Like it was legit. When I saw it on set, I was like, "Oh, this is <laughs> this is awesome." But yeah, um, and. It's interesting because you get from the feeling like nothing's completely above board with him, right? And that that's the feeling that I got. Yeah, and, there is a, like a little air of shadow, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like and he doesn't want to let all, his, all the eggs out. Right. <laughs> and that kind of ties us into uh, one of the other plot points where he's handing out pamphlets and uh, this woman, Alice, who has a uh, terminally ill husband, um, goes to see Sanvi right. for treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they could possibly, you know, use the treatment that she's uh, using in the hospital, this what she developed, if she could possibly, you know, help her husband. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because we—I don't think we've really touched on Cal's illness for a while. Right? You know what? They really haven't. Um, we haven't actually seen a whole lot of Sami either. Um, right. Uh, you know, up till now. So um, there seems to be a little bit of a turn in the story. Right. Um, now that with her return. And I think. I think we're to assume that Cal got better, right? Um, and it certainly feels that way. And a very marked improvement as well, right? Because, yes, he's been sick, he's been feeling ill, but that's mostly due to the callings as opposed to uh, anything with, with the cancer. Mm-hmm. And I think what they're kind of implying in the story is that the treatment was effective. you know. And I think the reason why Alice is seeking Sonavi out is because they've heard this treatment is effective. True. And to be fair, I think in that universe, if there was a... A sick kid with cancer comes back after five years and is miraculously cured because of advancements. That would be the lead story everywhere, right. you know. Right. And I feel that is a very realistic portrayal of what would happen you know, in that right. in that world, where if because that is that's the human interest piece that every news organization would want, would mm-hmm. want to run. Right. You know, and I think that sort of publicity would be one. It would be good for the hospital. I would I would assume, and I think Sanvi is the type of person that wants to stay out of the spotlight. So in order to kind of get that information, Alice would have to start digging and really digging. Right. And I wasn't sure about this, and I know I'm, I might be reading more into it than, than some, something else, but do you think Alice got the information from That Adrian? was my assumption. Um, I, I believed it to be that he told her who to see. You know, hey, we had this doctor. Mm. Go, check him out. Go check her out. See if maybe she can help. Yeah, uh, your guess is as good as mine, but I, I, I kind of think that too. Okay, and so then that leads to the question, right? Was Sonvi on the mural? No. I don't think so, right? No, I actually stopped it and looked, and I didn't see her face on the mural. 
I don't remember yeah. seeing her. No. I don't remember seeing her face either. Because I, I know Cal was on there. Mm-hmm. I know Ben was ben on was there. Ben was on there. Yeah. Um, I think Bethany Michaela was. was Michaela there. was on there. Yeah. But and so here's my question then. Is Adrian keeping track of everyone? Oh, huh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. Because how else does does he have her information? Well, it, it was mentioned in another part, uh, another scene, um, that Ben ha- had knew, known of Adrian, and Adrian had met with them. Like, they are known to one another. Right, because in episode 10, in the Right, in the so it, I would assume that, in that, yeah. they would know what Sami does, and who she is, and how she's affected. Hmm, interesting. They're all on, like, a Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> We it's survived a, Montego A two A. There it's you go. It's a private group, <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, it's right. It's not open to the public, right? Of yeah. Because um, if I remember, on the pamphlet, it has the address as well. Yeah, somebody right? had handwritten her right. information so, and her contact. Right. So that that's that's where I get the question mark because I think you're right. Like, okay, she's a doctor. I get it. Like, you are, you know, in the public realm at that point. Like, they can look you up for an appointment. I get that. Mm-hmm. But to kind of have the address and everything right there, it's like, oh, okay, that's a Right. It's a bit focused. A little so, more specific. Right, which is why I keep getting that feel that Adrian's not on the level. Right. You know? Like he, Something's a little shady. Right. He's kind of stoking that I'm a believer thing. And to be fair, I get it. It's, it is a literal miracle. It is unexplained. Mm-hmm. And while we're trying to find the meaning behind it, I think it's not an illogical leap. Like, oh, this crazy thing happened. Right. Okay, let's... I believe in something now. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but... I don't know. Adrian just seems... He's, he's that big question mark in the air where I'm like, you seem shady to me, but I can't prove it yet. You know? Yeah, I'm hoping to hear a little... See and hear a little bit more about him. Figure out what his what right. his plot point is. Yeah. I think I saw... There was a little dichotomy in that, uh, that last scene he had with Ben. Um, there was a little bit of a, a bunning of heads, wasn't there? There was... Um, yeah, it wasn't... He wasn't like, I'm... <laughs> I'm nice, Adrian, leading the chair. All of a sudden, I saw a little. There was a little darkness. Yeah, it was there. in his eye. Just, just in, you know, right. In my opinion, and uh, that's what that's what I'm thinking with the collection plate because they. I think they. The camera spends. They uh, did spend yeah, an enormous amount of time on the watching plate. that money kind of right. trickle around the uh, the prisoners. And so, again, we're, we're kind of jumping all over the place, but I think we'll run with it because we're, we're on this tangent. Um, Cal's drawing of the table with all the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the, everyone's jumping to the seventy-five million in, in the in the truck, right? Yep. But don't you think it could also be the church collections just having all that stacked up? You know, it's interesting you bring it up. I I remember noting that I thought it was interesting that Cal drew a table of with stacks of money. Right. But I never placed it into anything. But I did note it in my head. Well, the whole point behind that was is Zeke was trying to prove like everything you draw won't right. become real. So. Right. So we're thinking that it actually may, maybe yeah, it yeah. does. There is a right? table of money somewhere. Yeah, not not for the stones, unfortunately. <laughs> right, but, but for someone. Yeah, yeah, it's some poker game, huh? Exactly. <laughs> I want to sit at that table. <laughs> right. As yeah, as long as I'm not putting money in, that's fine. Um, yeah, but, but I think so far we've we haven't seen one of Cal's drawings not come true. Right? No, you're right. Okay, we haven't. Yeah. yeah, so far so good. Yeah, so I I think. He's that's he's batting a thousand. Yeah, I, I think Zeke might be uh, he might be playing to the wrong hand there, you know, yep. <laughs> playing into the the draw something fake. Right. Uh-huh. So I, I still think it's a distinct possibility because I think those are the the two leads that they give us, right? right. Yeah. Whether it's the collections plate or the the Brinks truck, I guess of yeah. seventy five million. And also, can we just say how is that not a bigger story? <laughs> Where seventy five million dollars of cash just goes into a river and like, all right, we'll wait for a few days. And we can't find it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can assume that there would be people just free diving. <laughs> that was well, they mentioned it. They're they, like, they, hey, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. they wanted yeah. the, the detective on site. It's two dudes in the yeah, suit. Only two? Are you kidding? <laughs> right. I learned to dive for some. Yeah. If, if that if that happened in actual actuality in New York, every scuba tank in the tri-state area would be gone. It'd be it'd be rented. And, oh my gosh. You're certainly uh, not wrong. Yeah. Be a madhouse. Yeah. yeah. But that's. Anyways, let's. Uh, we went way down to one. <laughs> we, did. we got off topic a little bit. I mean, on topic, but off. Right. Um, Let, let's let's kick it back. Uh, calling of the week. What do we got? So we have a wolf this week. Yes. Um, so we already mentioned that Zeke decided to stay with Michaela because he has nowhere else to go. And um, while sleeping on the couch, he hears a scratch at the door. 
and goes to the door to open it up. And lo and behold, what's at the door? A gnarly werewolf, essentially, mm-hmm. at the door who leaps at him. Which I have to say is interesting that at the exact same time, Cal wakes up screaming from a nightmare and falls out of the bed, having the same calling. Right. But I think that we've kind of established, and the show has established Cal as the one that's most feeling of right. all of the callings. He's different, right? right? Yeah. And not only that too, but I feel while individuals might see things that other people don't see, he sees all of them. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think there's been a calling where he hasn't felt it. Right. Right, because if you remember, going back even to the pilot, when the plane goes boom, he startles out of bed at the exact instance. He does. You know? So I'm just kind of wondering, I'm not really wondering, but I think at this point we have to view Cal as the end-all, be-all authority of the call. No, yeah, I think we have stated this multiple times. He seems to be the nexus of whatever it is that's happening. Right. Um, It's unfortunate that he's just a child and can't express what it is, you know, as of yet. And it seems like he's legitimately terrified. Yeah, his callings are definitely amplified, it seems, too. Right. But maybe because he is a child, too. So. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, going off of that, and we've touched on it before, you know, because he's so terrified of this, he refuses to draw it. Right. right? Because he's afraid that what he draws will be real. And that's where they bring in Zeke. Because Michaela, no, like Zeke, talked to her and, okay, I've had this calling. How do we run with this? So on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And to confirm it, they kind of bring Callan, like, and basically throughout the episode, Zeke kind of draws Cal out of his scared space mm-hmm. and gets him to draw. And lo and behold, he draws the wolf at the door. Right. With and he drew that money. Yeah. <laughs> and he drew that money. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and so uh, he draws the wolf at the door um, along with Michaela. Yes. Um, so there's more to it than just what Zeke saw. Um, if you call Cal said that, he's like, no, that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he draws that and then the whole Stone family sees what, you know, what that actually turned out right. to be, you can see the fear in their face. And around that same time is actually when the van door was opened with the money. And if you recall... The craziest thing in the entire episode happens, and that guy leaps out, essentially, at Michaela. Yeah. After 80 hours (laughs) underwater. Yeah, this is not The Walking Dead. Because you're like, (laughs) corpse, okay. Right. Corpse. And unlike all the others, where it's kind of happened privately, just around the Stone family, this was in public. Right. There were bystanders. There were police officers. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I wonder how, how. How do you gonna? How are you gonna cover that up? That's yeah. a spin I want to hear. Yeah, how do you explain that, right? How do you explain like? You just say seatbelts seat save lives. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I believe he was wearing a seatbelt, right? Uh, yeah, uh, he was, this yeah. show is going to do a short PSA. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I, th- I think you know. Again, we're jumping ahead, but what the hell? Right. <laughs> that was. I was not expecting that. Right. And that was legitimately like, what? How, how does this work with everything else? Yeah, and, and so now and what are we, a, a horror movie too? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was surprised. But I think out of, so far through 14 episodes, that was the biggest, like, what moment. Right. Out of, out of everything. Out of everything. Right. I would totally agree with you. Because I think if you're watching the show, you buy the premise, and okay, this is what happened. And yes, it's a mystery, but we're going to find out what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But this comes out of left field. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I did not see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to know I wasn't the only one. <laughs> and, and so here's my question. Do you think that's the wolf? Right. Thank you. That's the exact idea that I had as well. So when he drove, because it seems, it seems as though that would be the case, right? But, but there's I mean, no... there's a wolf and there's Michaela, and they seem to coincide together, the drawing and then that scene. Does, and this is, here's my question. Does she open the door? I, I forget. Yes. Okay, yeah. she opens the door, then I feel, because in the picture that Cal draws. They're standing, like, at a door, right? Right? Yeah. But his drawings have been pretty literal, Right? Yeah. I, think, I think this is the first time that we get, get a metaphorical wolf. So you're saying it, we could just be being misled then, essentially. Right. And here's my thing. The odds of a gray wolf showing up at an apartment door <laughs> right. are slim to none in New York. You're not wrong. <laughs> I think I personally think it's symbolic. 
of something. I, we just don't know what yet. Yeah, but I think that would be the first time that we actually get a metaphorical drawing as opposed to a literal one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think... I, I can't say that I saw any wolves on set. <laughs> Although, I will say this. Jeff Wright tweeted. He's like, they actually hired a wolf for that scene. and they But he said it was too adorable. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> he that's, tweeted it out that oh uh, during the gosh. scene. Aww. Right? That's, that's funny. I like, I hope wolf. it's true because that's amazing. It, well, let's they, not, they can be pretty cute yeah. when they're not snarling and jumping <laughs> yeah. at your throat. Right. <laughs> It's like tigers. Uh, yeah, we're going way off topic, but I've been <laughs> no, in, I've down. been in enclosures with tigers before, and like they're really beautiful and they're cats. majestic animals. <laughs> but like, you know, they can kill you on a dime. That so I would like to like, see from behind glass. Yeah. Yeah. when they yeah. don't want to kill you, they're adorable. All right, right. <laughs> wow, that's that's hilarious. I, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, that's funny. Um, can you imagine yeah. like that? I'm sure. We need your trained animal to be not trained. <laughs> More murderous. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just don't feed him for... <laughs> yeah. We need him to look more angry, not yeah. so cuddly. And not try to kill us, but just kill the imaginary thing. <laughs> the camera. Right, yeah. right. Um, We're going to put some meat on the stuntman. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. You but, know, um, to diverge just a little bit, something we haven't discussed is... Lourdes knows. We've been oh, waiting. right. And we've talked yeah. about this. And one, we knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. They're clearly leading up to it. But now, with that text, she knows. And then Michaela's showing up at their house to talk to her, and she's gone. Yeah. Is that the end of Lourdes? Or do you think she's going to start following the church or the resurrection? <laughs> I, here's my thing, right? I think everyone that watched the show knew that Jared was going to end up with Michaela. I agree. Because that's, that's the arc since the first episode mm-hmm. where we were in love, XYZ happens. And they even, like, they were going to be engaged. Like, I'm sorry, you don't forget about that that quickly. Right. Ever. You know? Yeah. And God only knows, like, they mourned and then all of a sudden this happens. Like, that's going to be super intense. And when we finally get back together, I think it was, yeah, we knew. You know, there was really no, oh, well, they won't, they, we knew they would, right? Right. And the question was, how do they deal with it? I think Lourdes, that moment where Michaela and Lourdes are confronting each other on the sidewalk, that was, I think, was a really well-acted moment. No, it was. I thought that was a powerful yeah. scene. Where Lourdes just knows. Like, the, the hesitation is all she needs. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's not the immediate, of course not. I don't know what are you talking about. This is crazy. This is not, like, and also that wouldn't have been real for Michaela, because I think she, both her and Jared are very conflicted about where they are. Right. And it makes it makes Laura such a sympathetic character because no one in the world wants a second choice. No. Absolutely. Right? And especially when you're talking about, you know, a marriage. She already, deep down, she knew that she was a second choice because... Of Jared, the scenario yeah, itself. Jared, yeah, like, Jared proposed. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And if she was first choice, that would have been his first choice. But... She kind of knew, and she accepted it. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that's heartbreaking, right? You kind of already accept that I love this person so much that I'm willing to be second choice and still have a life with you. Mm-hmm. And then that insecurity to get all that brought back when the flight returned to bring, get your best friend, but also have that huge spike of insecurity of like, who, who am I now? Yeah, who am I now mm-hmm. in Jared's head? Yeah, It's awful. I can't even imagine. No, I would never want to be in that space. Yeah, and I think the way that Lourdes kind of played that out, that I couldn't see any other way that could end. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, she, I think she handled it pretty well. Um, but then on the flip side of the coin, there's a lot of people that would be like, why would you ever marry your, you know, your best friends? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, you know. Also, yes. Uh, and I think we actually talked about that on one of the er- our earlier episodes, that that seems just... There's a lot of people that would not approve of that. I mean, I don't know that I could ever do that, but I absolutely understand that within death and mourning, there can become a togetherness. And I think they were both mourning that same loss. Right. And the, naturally, they kind of came together. Yeah. Loss does bring people together. So... There is that. Um, 
And let's be honest, nobody expects anyone to come back. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I feel like if you you went through all that, flat, probably her other friends are like, what right. are you doing? Don't do that. Yeah. Um, and she does it, goes through with it, and, and then your best friend comes back. You know, maybe Awkward. you're like, maybe yeah. this is some higher power saying that I did the wrong thing. Right. Uh, and yeah. uh, here's the thing. I, I do think they were happy together. I don't think they were, you know, like... They might have, it might have been, you know, you are the love of my life. Right. But I think there was a happy partnership between the two of them. And that's what it seemed like when we kind of enter into their world in the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. And to see that kind of just taken away from her is awful. Right. Yeah. But I don't, I think it's too neat and tidy that she's done after this episode. Yeah, I don't think this will be the last we see of her. No. I think she, I think she's going to come back. Yeah. 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 Uh, she, She can't give up that easy. Yeah. Right. Right. You gotta fight for him. And not only that too, but I wonder if Floris can come back normal or a bit unhinged. <laughs> no, because let's be that's honest. What, like, that's... I mean, I kind of made a crack about joining the Church of the Resurrection, but I mean, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that crazy women do when... She's going to come back with a chainsaw. Right? <laughs> it's going to get real exciting. Yeah. Oh, wait till uh, number 16, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that for sure. <laughs> be a whole lot cooler, though. Um, yeah, no, but I, I feel like with Lourdes, of all people that were impacted by the return, this, she might be hit the hardest. Because yes, Grace kind of went through the whole mourn loss and bring him back, but I feel like she's in a way better place now. But she was, wasn't fully kept, I mean, she was kept in the dark, let's be honest, but not in the same, to the same extent that Lourdes has right. been. And I think what's interesting is that I feel there's a lot of analogs between Jared and... Grace, where they're both, their partners kind of left, and they don't understand the callings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Lourdes is even on the outside of that. Right, she's even further removed. Right, like, callings, what callings? Right, and, does like, she, and actually, does she even know about them at all? No, she doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, like, so she's completely in the dark, she has zero clue about what's going on. Right, and I think that puts her more even in that space, because all she knows is that Okay, they came back. Well, all right, let's deal with this. Yeah. So, like in her head, you stole my husband. That's that's her space right now. You know. Or, she, uh, or did she steal Akela's? Again. <laughs> five <laughs> years is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, for Jared, but Michaela has not been that long. Right. It's been a month. So to see Jared being so involved and still right. deeply loves her, like it's. It would be tough to see your your other your husband go through that. Yeah, so. right. that's. Oh, I, I I think everyone here just feels bad for Lourdes, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, there's no I like mean, if you have any heart at all. Yeah, oh, that was. But yeah, I, I don't think I don't think she's gone. Also, let's be honest. You kick Jared out of the house, okay? You don't leave. <laughs> Jared is going to find a hotel. Yeah, that boy needs right? to find a yeah. couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone that's like, yeah, you cheated, I'm the one that's going to leave? Uh, yeah. No. no. <laughs> Especially in New York where, you know, if you're paying half the rent, no. It's <laughs> no lie. Maybe she just went to her parents' house. Maybe, yeah. Somewhere. Maybe that'll be easier. That's true. But uh, I guess the last part, and this is where we kind of bring Brandon in for full circle, we see the major uh, knowing what's going on. Yeah, and we have for sure. A, Mr. Shrammel here embedded in, in the church. <laughs> That's right. You're a plant. So are you stalking the church? Are you stalking Ben? Or are you a believer too? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, he's, Chance is definitely a believer. <laughs> he's, he's really into it. No, um, they're, they're on an operation and, and I think Jansen's obviously has a lot of power and is a, a director of, of these specific ops. Um, obviously, below the major but he he loves to get out in the field and uh so when he has the opportunity to to like deal with autumn or uh he likes specific jobs that he wants done right so i i think the the believers are really coming along this church right Mm -hmm. and so he comes out in the field the movement's getting stronger and stronger we we should check you know the major's like let's check this out right Okay, so I, I don't know how much you can tell us, and again, <clears throat> tell us what you can, but does he stay embedded with the believers, or, or was that kind of a one-time, like, 
oh, I'm here, and then just to check what this is all about, and then pieces out? Or is Ben going to be like, I've seen this guy before, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's the mystery of Jansen. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why he's the dark agent. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Is he dark? Uh, you know, it kind of, that's a good question. You know, uh, I have on another, in another episode called you the dark agent. But, <laughs> yeah, I, yes. but the, through the manifest rumor mill, uh, I hear that you think you're the good guy. Oh, yeah. So uh, why don't you tell us why you think that is? Oh, for sure. I mean, to the real, any villain you see right. like on TV and any of these storylines, what makes them interesting is... That they're not, you know, save for a select few. They're not just out and out evil. They're not like they're not cackling, and, right? And finger I'm going to destroy everything, and <laughs> kill everyone. Um, no, they're and Jansen specifically. I feel like he's he's serving his country. He he thinks he's doing the right thing. You, think about it. Like if um, if a bunch of aliens came down right or, you'd want to know or <laughs> people from the marvel universe or something that had superpowers you would want to know more about them you would want to study them you know and if you were in a government capacity or a military capacity they're probably that might involve some you know right capturing examining it might seem very cruel um but I think they're just trying to find information to to keep the world at large safer. Okay, you know? so what you're saying is is you're not the dark agent we want. You're the dark agent we need. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's like oh my Batman. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So, yes, Major. <laughs> so Ooh, do you here. think Jansen has <laughs> a complete belief in the Major? Or do you think it's more of a right now, like we we're on the same page? Well, um, I believe what we've seen because uh, we had that we had that little scene in, mm -hmm. in fourteen, and you can tell that that Jansen's more of an action guy. You yeah, know? he's like, like I said, he he likes to be in the field. Um, the major's the puppeteer, and, and yeah. yeah. So he was like, basically, he said that we we have. We we know where Ben is. Like, we, we can just take care of this right now. Right. Neutralize let's let's problem, move right? in. Let's let's get let's get Cal. Let's you know do what we have to do right now. What what are we waiting for? And and she's she it's stops him right, stops yeah. him on his tracks. Like no no this is this is what we're gonna do. And you know you're gonna have to deal with it. You know and she she is obviously in charge. She's my superior and I. You know, Jansen respects her opinion, and so it is what it is. Right. I, I don't think they really like butt heads, you know. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, but he, he's he's definitely more of a let's let's act guy. I, I would say, and, you know, she's already said it in prior episodes that she's been leading point on this for twenty two years. So mm -hmm. clearly, she's patient. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you seem to be the yes. the little more eager of the two of you. Yeah. I'm like let let's get out there let's let's solve this problem what are we waiting for it it could get worse right kind of rule with a hammer kind um, of motif right <laughs> sure I you know I don't think he's totally reckless mm -hmm. you know he's not a, a rookie by any right. means right right but right. Um, yeah he is he is more of a this this threat is just getting bigger and bigger like come on and okay. so come on major let's let's get moving what's interesting is I, I kind of want to take it back to the beginning here is that we see the petroglyph is really about Michaela and Zeke or that's that's so what we're led to believe right? we're led to believe right and I think it's really interesting that I think because in the flashback Zeke is talking to her, his sister mm -hmm. right and kind of thinking about all that I find it surprising that Ben and Michaela don't share all these visions Right. Yeah, yeah you're they, right. They, they don't like, really. Like Michaela has her own visions, and Ben doesn't share them. No, they each kind of operate independently. Right, in which is interesting. And like, why would those two be linked as opposed to Ben and Michaela? And on the flip side too, when we took at when we take take a look at Cal and Olive, I yes, I feel even more so. They're twins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You no, know, so that connection should be even stronger. And I think it'd be really interesting to see 
how they play off of that. Because mm-hmm. I feel if they're going to, and especially if you mentioned Gemini. Right. Like, those are twins. Right. And the only pair of twins that we've seen in the show. Right, it's the only true reference right. for that constellation. Right. And if you think about it, too, like, unless Zeke and Michaela did some weird switched up birth thing, like, they're not twins. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. And so I wonder if Olive will get a taste of that. Because if Cal is so strongly the point of mm-hmm. reference for the callings, and there seems to be a lot of twin symbology. Yeah. Is there going to be some, I guess, leakage? I keep waiting to see, like, Olive be pulled more more innately into the storyline. Like, she seems to be a little bit of, she's just kind of here, you know, and pushes the story forward just a little bit. Right. But, yeah, I think this Gemini uh, situation is the first real scenario in which, like, I feel like there's an opportunity for them to, like, truly ground her character in something. Right. Yeah, I've seen her get more and more involved. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it's and I, I kind of wonder. And she's been helping Ben out now. Right. The, like, is this her trying to be like, "Hi, I'm here. Like, I want to be involved too. Like, don't forget about me." I mean, I think that's certainly an element for sure. Like, hey, Dad. So <laughs> welcome, you're back. Welcome yeah. back. I know you. You and Cal went through this, but you know. Because I think um, in the beginning she was really only there to kind of give voice to Grace and Danny and that whole situation mm. on that side. Right. But I think this and, is... And I think she was kind of resistant, obviously resistant to Ben at first. And, right. Um, but because of her relationship with Danny and things were getting back to normal, kind of, for her. And, and then, obviously, glad to have her dad back. Right. But he comes back, He's he's different, you know... Her brother hasn't changed. Her brother's not. Yeah, yeah, not even a little. These are, these are just awesome scenarios. For yeah, <laughs> for, for every gay lordess, gay grace, right? Yeah, yeah, drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but I, I, I really hope they kind of tie Olive more to the columns. I agree. I did. I would like to see her be pulled in a little bit. Yeah, I, I would like, because she. It'd be really interesting because she would be the first person that hasn't experienced the dark lightning phenomenon, right? Because Zeke was in the middle of that storm. Yeah. And obviously all the passengers went through that. So it'd be really interesting to see if someone that hasn't experienced that phenomenon can tap into that. You know? So I think it'd be... I, I feel that's what they're leading to. Because like, cause they were not, you know, oblique about mentioning twins. <laughs> and general, like, it was yeah. right on the head. Right. So it was just kind of interesting to see... No, I'm hoping that they kind of tie all of into that whole mythology side of the, of the series. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to kind of move forward just a little bit, and there's something that we've, that was kind of a big plot in the, in the story very early on, but is kind of dropped off the board, especially, you know, since, quote unquote, Director Vance's disappearance, death, whatever. <laughs> we know it ain't true. <laughs> Come on now. I don't now. see nobody. He's too, uh... he's too awesome. Don't, don't kill him. Um, but, Brandon, I have to ask you. Do you have Kelly Taylor's body? We still don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, so so <laughs> there's many, a, there's a vow of silence. So going so many bodies. <laughs> so, it's t- ticking up. <laughs> it's, all, it's all for a good cause. <laughs> Jesus. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I I think we have two episodes left. That's right. So we're kind of you know just. Gunning it straight, and I want to find out what's with zombie zombie driver. Right, pretty um, sure that's gonna happen pretty quick then. Yeah, so I mean, they only got two episodes to explain it. So right, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna to touch on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, throw something through the screen. <laughs> Can you imagine? But yeah, no, that I'm never I, inviting you back. <laughs> yeah, that that basically kind of sums up for the recap. But uh, you know, now we get to pick Brandon's brain about his experience on uh, on Manifest. All right. Yeah. Um, so you've already kind of told us a little bit about your character. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what do you think his perspective on the return of the flight is? Um, I, I mean, this is we, we see a lot of special things, special events that happen in our, our field, but this one I think is Takes definitely high priority. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think it's scary to think just, just in a real life scenario, like what the government knows that we don't, what our president knows that we don't. Yeah. And I think 
if the general public knew that, it would be terrifying. So, um, but no, I, I think it's just certainly a lot of interest, some major concern that this is a major threat. Uh, like how I'm saying major so much. <laughs> <clears throat> this, guy, this, this guy's a pro. No, he's <laughs> a pro. Uh, so, yeah, we just need to, to focus on that, study, get any intel we can, but also not let the threat escalate. Okay. So from your perspective, you're literally just protecting the public. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, knowledge is power, as they say. <laughs> and you have all of it. Well, the major, or it certainly the, seems yeah. to, right? I, I mean, yeah, I, I hope so. Okay. And, uh, so, I, what was it? Was it two or three episodes ago where the first mention of the Holy Grail came up? Right. Yeah. Um, yes. I can't remember which one, but you. There was a specific line from you in this last episode that said, "Until we're sure the boy is our Holy Grail, we sit tight." Okay, that's, yeah, the Major said that. The Major said that. Okay, thanks for the correction. Yes. Um, But still, so there was another mention of Cal being the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. That's... That's the jackpot. That's... We're trying not to get him fired, Brandy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The Holy Grail. No, I just think it's really interesting um, that, like, we start... These little pieces are starting to, like, kind of pop up, and we're starting to rehear these key phrases and words. And it's, I think it's also interesting to hear, you know, whose mouth they're coming from. And so mm-hmm. it kind of really allows you to kind of dial the story down and into, like, who's moving some pieces. Well, I don't know what I can say. I think the uh, Holy Grail, if we do find that out, um, what it is, who it is, how it is, why it, <laughs> is, why it is, where it is, um, <laughs> then that's, that's going to be a game changer right, for everyone. Awesome. So, you know, tell us, what, what, what has it been like working on set? You know, what's your, your experience been? Any fun stories? Any? Uh... Oh, it's been great. Um, this is a funny story because uh, it, it was my first day on set. And I, I, I'd done some other network shows recently. And um, some of the crews, like... Were seemed like on edge and like very you know all business and like uh, you know let's just get this done you know we need a short day blah 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 um, but I get on set maybe the second take that I do uh, one of the props people comes up and and hands me a cell phone and it's uh, got a little piece of like seaweed looks like seaweed on it and this is like a, a personal thing relating to episode 10 when uh, autumn throws her cell phone like yeah, in the, yeah, water, yeah. Right? in the water so um i have no idea what's going on he's like just would you just do this would you just show her this phone with the seaweed on it and i'm like yes explain you know <laughs> okay this is why because she threw it in the water and it, we just we just want to see her reaction you know so i'm like yeah this is awesome there that we're like <laughs> having fun doing, Practical jokes doing, like doing pranks on, on my like second take like <laughs> and uh, so I did and like Shirley was like a pro she like handled it like a champ she like kind of she broke for like half second <laughs> but like you couldn't even tell and I was just like so serious and she was like I saw the phone and it was like okay this is funny. I see what they're doing. And then I looked at you and you were just so serious. And I was like, I just couldn't, you know, it's the dichotomy. Um, so it was, it was magic. It was, it was great. And, and just this crew uh, has, everyone's so friendly and like, I, I feel like they actually enjoy working and God forbid. Uh, what? You enjoy your job? I know. Cause I, I've been on other sets that, you know, like I said, everyone's on eggshells and yeah, like the, 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 day, right? you know, the, the regulars aren't talking to each other. They just like sit in their own corners and it's like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's just been a great experience and all the writers and, and Jeff, Jeff is on set, you know, quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. I think the most unrealistic part of that, uh, of that story is that nothing survives in any of the rivers in New York. So I'm sure seaweed would not be alive. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Another, another funny story is, um, 
after I, I think it was at the I don't know it was the end of an episode was it eleven where Cal gets kidnapped. Uh, uh, or yes. Cal, Cal, Cal disappears. Cal disappears. Yeah. We yeah. don't know. We, yeah. we think he might be. That right. was a, yeah. That was what it was insinuating. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, one, my nephew uh, sends me a video, and he's like, "Brandon, did you did you take the kid Cal?" And, I, <laughs> and <laughs> it was just hilarious. And um, and I said, "Well, all I can tell you is this," and I like. Because the rap party had happened, yeah. so I sent him a picture of me and, and Jack, who plays Cal. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, "All I can say is this: we're having a good time." <laughs> he was like, "What? You actually did?" You know. <laughs> uh, see, this is what we're talking about. He's a pro. He's, he's throwing misleading things here and there. And, uh, oh, that's <laughs> right. That's funny. That's fantastic. And then you find out pretty quickly. Right. In no, that episode. Yeah, nothing to do with it. He was not good. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get then a, re- a response? Liar! Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, so, that's funny. So you're you're with the show till the end of the first season, right? Uh, till episode mm-hmm. 16? Yeah, that's that's right. Oh, well, uh, up to the uh, big climactic season finale. Okay, so what... I guess, well... Because I feel... Uh, because, uh, you know, not to spoil anything too far ahead, but Brandon and I, we had an interview with, with uh, Jeff Rake. So we, we know a little bit about what's coming up. Some mind-blowing tidbits. Yeah. Well, look at you. <laughs> he, he says yeah. bringing his yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, what, what do you think are you looking forward to, you know, hopefully in season two for Jansen and or the greater mystery in general? Well, um, I think the the holy grail definitely is is the big thing. Like I said, I knew it. <laughs> if uh, like I said, if we if we succeed in, in getting that. By the way, he's using we. Okay, <laughs> well, he's, 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 he's in character right now. Right. It's hard. It's hard to, uh... I think a shadow just came in the room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so is uh. Was Elizabeth Marvel here too? <laughs> there she is. Uh, Next up. Next up. Right. Yeah. Um, no, we. Uh, I think if if the Holy Grail is found, that will be obviously a huge game changer. And that uh, once we find out what it is, who it is, why it is, you know, all those things. Um, also, it would just be interesting to see if would the would the major and and Jansen would they. Are they concerned about the the welfare of the passengers? Of uh, are they concerned about the believers, um, or are they just concerned about anyone else, the general populace? Right. So um, maybe maybe they're trying to protect the passengers in a weird way. Uh, That's one interpretation. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you, you never know. So we keep saying we're going to act. But you don't know what what our action is going to be. This is truer words have not been said. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, is the major good? Is the major bad? It certainly seems like you know it, she's portrayed in a, a dark light yes. at this time. Right. Because yeah, right. I feel people usually have names. <laughs> not right. code the names. major. The major. Um, yeah. That, that'll that'll come later, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But. Awesome. That sounds really exciting. Or maybe not. I, I, or maybe not. <laughs> I, I, I think we're all, you know, hoping for, uh, hoping for, because there's some really cool things coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And so we're all kind of anticipating uh-huh. for, you know, a very hopeful season two. Right. And uh, yeah, Brandon, thank you for coming on. Like, I know that, you know, you're really busy and taking some time out of your day to come talk with these two yahoos <laughs> um, we really appreciate it yeah we do really appreciate it and you know like a lot of you guys you know you are, are obviously aren't aware of this but brandon and i are both from kansas city yeah um we are four years apart and we literally basically share a boundary in the two towns that we grew up in and we had to move all the way to new york to meet each other so the world does work in uh, mysterious ways it does uh, thanks for coming callings in. callings <laughs> it's all callings it's all connected yeah they were drawn to each other <laughs> 
but no, it, it's it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm glad you guys uh, are doing this podcast. No, awesome. thank you. We it's, appreciate it. It's uh, certainly a very fascinating show, and and everyone that I mention it to, a lot of people are watching it already, and they're like, "Wow, I, this is the one show that I'm like, I'm really hooked on." That's well, like they've got me. <laughs> and you, like, it's like we just yeah. keep waiting to hear, like, "Come on, season two, right?" Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're hoping. Fingers crossed. All right, Brandon, you got anything coming up that you would like uh, our listeners to know about? Um, my wife and I are doing a, a musical, and it's uh, it's kind of for the Easter season. So, if, Fun. Uh, yeah, so I, I do theater as well. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and plug uh, Elizabeth Marvel too, because she's she's going to be on Broadway. Oh, fantastic! Um, she's doing the King Lear. Oh, oh wow. awesome! So wow, that's amazing. Check so, her so, out because oh. she really is. Uh, yeah, it's, King Lear, a very light play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not heavy at all. Yeah, <laughs> and it really is a pleasure doing uh, scenes scenes with her, and she's just incredibly nice as well. But um, uh, the musical my wife and I are doing, it's um, I actually play Jesus for a part of it. Uh, what? <laughs> so you know, just, yeah, this, yeah, what? just like Jansen. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I see. I see the allegory there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, but it it's going to be touring around the the New York City area, and it's called Whom Shall I Send? So Fantastic. we hit up different churches. It's uh, cool. Yeah, and there's no charge for it, and it's all just donation based. So, okay, so being in the, being in the church of the believer really starts to build your character. <laughs> I'm starting to think you really were there as a parishioner. <laughs> you, you know, you never know what can happen. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Brandon, uh, where can we find you if uh, they want to find you on social media? Um, on social media? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we want to bring them back to the 21st century. <laughs> I have a Facebook page. Uh, wait, I have a MySpace page now. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> this just got real. Brought it back. Um, can we look up in the phone book? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not on the Insta or the, the Twitter yet. Uh, people are yelling at me, so maybe I'll, I'll do that. But I do have a website, www.brandonschrammel.com. And you can contact me on that as well as we'll see what's going on with me. Fantastic. Awesome. Brandon, thank you for coming on. Uh, as always, you can reach us at Montego Nights on Twitter on Instagram and by email. That's right. Uh, if you want to shout out, come on, yell at Brandon, you know, <laughs> all, all good things. Yeah, please continue to send us all your likes and your subscriptions and uh, the emails that we get from you guys are awesome too. So thanks a lot for uh, chiming in. And Brandy, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brandy R. Larkin. And you can find me, Terrence, uh, at Errant Bachelor on Twitter and Instagram. As always, guys, Thanks for listening. Yeah, guys, thanks for giving us permission to land. <laughs>